A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. It's wonderful to have you back with us to join us in our worship time. How are you going, Auntie Nat? I'm really good, Auntie Cecily, and I'm so happy to be back here again with you and the kids. Yes, I'm really looking forward to our worship times together. Auntie Cecily, can I say hello to someone? Yes, who would you like to say hello to? William and James. Yes. Hello, William, William and James. James. And Lily's visiting us again. Lily's a bit of a funny bunny. She may try and burrow in behind us and just do what bunnies do. <laughs> but we love having her with us. Auntie Nat, would you like to say a prayer for us before we commence our worship time? Sure, I'd love to. Dearest Heavenly Father, we thank and praise your name for allowing us to be all here today, Lord, worshipping you and, and worshipping you on the Sabbath and remembering you on the Sabbath. We ask, Lord, a special blessing on the children at home. We ask, Lord, that this message and this worship time warms their hearts. We thank you and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you remember what number key we're up to this week? Number 10. Yes. And I'm going to ask Hannah if you'd like to open our gift box and tell us what our key to the kingdom is today. What does it tell us? Talk with God. Thank you. And what's the text on the other side of the tag? First Th Thessalonians 5.17. Thank you, Hannah. Bethany, could you read that text for us, please? Yes. Pray without ceasing. Thanks, Bethany. Remember last Sabbath, we talked about getting to know Jesus through prayer, studying his word and spending time with him in nature. Well, today we're going to learn more about talking to God in prayer. Prayer is very powerful. Auntie Nat's going to tell us later about Elisha, who prayed often, and God answered many of his prayers with miracles. Now, we need to pray to God because we cannot have a friendship with someone who we never talk to, can we? Imagine how long your friendship would last with another person if you never talked with them. We can talk with God in the same way that we can talk to a friend. Bethany, when can we pray? At any time. Yes, that's right. We can talk to God any time. God never tires of listening to us and about our lives or about our struggles or our requests for help to obey him and to serve others. Luke 22:40 says, we should pray for help not to give in when we're tempted to do wrong. And 1 Corinthians 10:13 says, God promises to make a way to escape the temptation. In Luke chapter 11, God promises to answer all our prayers if we ask according to his will and not just for selfish purposes. So remember, you can pray to God anytime and you can talk to him about anything. So as we spend time with the king this Sabbath, let's think about our 10th key to the kingdom. Talk to God in prayer. Thanks, Auntie Cecily. Our key is a good reminder that Jesus is ever ready to listen to us and answer our prayers. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, Braden. It's so wonderful to have you back with us to help us praise God in song. Thanks, Aninat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing Don't Forget the Sabbath. Don't forget the Sabbath, the Lord our God has blessed. Of all the week, the brightest, of all the week, the best. It brings rewards from labor, it tells of joy divine. It means a light descending, a heavenly beauty shine. Welcome, welcome, ever welcome, blessed Sabbath day. Brayden, can we please sing Standing on the Promises? We sure can. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Can we please sing Whisper a Prayer? I love that song. Let's sing it together. and singing songs to our Creator makes me so happy. Jesus has done so much for us. Now let's join Dr. John in his study. Find out what surprise he has for us this week. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to have you back here. And I want to tell you a story from the Bible and then a modern counterpart. A little boy was born in biblical times way back in the time of the judges, and God said that this boy is going to be different, he's going to be special, and he will be the strongest person who ever lived. What was his name? Samson. But there's one condition. You mustn't cut his hair, ever. Because if you cut his hair, it'll be a sign that he's no longer a Nazarene, which was what they called them, and he will be just as weak as every other man. But while his hair is long, he will have incredible strength. 
Now, as I look around here, I think we must have some very strong girls. Bethany, I love your hair. Hold it up so we can all see it. And all the boys and girls around, that's beautiful. How often do you cut it? Not very, often. Not very often. You just trim. And your sister, Amber, I want all the girls to hold out their nice long hair. Oh, it's beautiful. I love your hair too, Abigail. <laughs> I wonder whether I could have a haircut like that. Boys, if you turned up at school with hair like the girls, do you think you'd get teased? What do you think they would call you? They would call you girly or sissy or something. There are some cultures where the boys do grow their hair until they're about 12 years of age. In Samoa, they do that. And they're not embarrassed. And if I hold up this picture and you saw it for the first time, you would say, oh, there's a nice looking girl. But the girl's name was Colin. And when he was four years old, he said to his mummy, I don't want to get my hair cut any longer. And his mother said, why? Why don't you want your hair cut? He gave the answer that you and I, when we are children, often give. Why not? Because it was his secret. And so his mother said, if you want to have your hair long, I'm warning you, when you go to school, the boys will tease you. They'll make names and call you girly. Colin was only four years old and he said, that's all right. And his hair grew and grew and grew until he was 10 years old. Six years had gone by and he said, all right, it's time to go to the hairdresser. And he had a haircut and he looked quite different. Why do you think he grew his hair for, for all those years, six years? He wrote a letter and he, this is what he wrote. Hi. Hi there, my name is Colin and I'm 10 years old. I have been growing my hair since I was four years old. I wondered what to do with it and thought it would be great, a great idea to donate my hair to people and kids who lost their hair to cancer. You know, when people get cancer, sometimes they have to give them a treatment and it makes their hair fall out. And it grows back again later, but it's terrible, particularly if you're a girl, to go around without your hair. And particularly if you're a little girl. And Colin went for six years to let his hair grow long so he could help restore the hair and give them a wig while their hair was growing again. I think that's amazing that a four-year-old boy decided to grow his hair and all the people would mock him for all those years. And you know, he had so much courage. He had so much determination. He really had a goal in life and he followed it. And we have the same goal. And that is, if you serve God and you focus on God and do nothing but want to follow him and all your friends can laugh at you and you follow God, 
you will be as brave and as wonderful as common. I think that's a beautiful story, don't you? Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bible, go get it now so you can follow along with us. Abigail, can you please say a prayer before we open our Bible study? Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Help us to understand what we read and allow it to warm our hearts. Be with the children who are watching at home. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Abby. Now, Bethany, do you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? Elijah's ascension to heaven. And who was the prophet that took Elijah's place? Elisha. Yes. Before we study more about Elisha, we're going to look at those kings and see what's going on up there. Let's look at the northern kingdom of our map of kings and let's point out King Ahaziah. Now, when he died, his brother became king and took his place. And we're going to study about that now. Aaron, can you please read 2 Kings 3, 1 to 3. Now Jehoram the son of Ahab became king over Israel at Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat king of Judah and reigned 12 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and mother, for he put away the sacred pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he persisted in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. He did not depart from them. Mm, so again, so again, King Jehoram was not much better than his father or his brother, though he did take down the idols to Baal, but he still worshipped the golden calves set up by Jeroboam. Okay, so let's now go over to Second Chronicles and let's find out what's going down, what's going on down in the southern kingdom. Now we read in the Bible last Sabbath that Jehoshaphat was a good king and he ruled for 25 years. When he died, his son took his place. Aunt Cecily, can you show us that on the map of the southern tribes? So Jehoshaphat was a good king and then his son Jehoram, also named as Jehoram, took his place. Okay, so Abigail, can you please read Second Chronicles 21, 5 to 6? Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem and he walked in the way of the kings of Israel just as the house of Ahab had done. For he had the daughter of Ahab as a, as a wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Mm, so because Jehoram was so wicked, especially since his father and grandfather had been good kings, Elijah, before he went to heaven, wrote a letter to Jehoram telling him he would become sick in his intestines or down in the tummy. This did happen and Jehoram died. After this, Jehoram's youngest son, Ahaziah, became king and only ruled a year because he did evil inside of the Lord. Aunt Cecily, can you just show us that? Ahaziah up there. There's two Ahaziahs. It gets a bit confusing, but there was Ahaziah on both sides of the kingdom. So the kings were not tracking very well. So far, only two have been good kings out of the 16 spread out over the two kingdom. They were kings Asa and Jehoshaphat. Let's go back to 2 Kings and continue to read about Elisha. Bethany, can you please read 2 Kings 4, 1 to 4? So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. 
Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbours' empty vessels. Do not gather, ju do not gather, gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Okay, Sophie, can you read verses 5 to 7, please? So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her sons, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Wow, what an amazing miracle God performed through Elisha for the widow and her sons. God is so good. Let's continue reading. Matthew, can you please read 2 Kings 4, 8 to 10? Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she, would, and she said to her husband, Look now, I know that there is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will, so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Thanks, Matthew. So this Shunammite woman was a woman of prominence and wealth in her community. She recognised that Elisha was a man of God and she wanted to provide it a place that he could retreat during his travels. After the room was built, she invited Elisha and his servant Gehazi to stay. Let's see what Elisha's response was to this kindness. Mia, can you please read 2 Kings 4, 14 to 16? So he said, what, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, About this time next year you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to my maidservant. To your maidservant, to your yeah. Maidservant. Elisha told the Shunammite woman that she was finally, after many years of trying, going to have a baby. And verse 17 tells us that was exactly what happened. Auntie Cecily, can you read 2 Kings 4, 18 to 21? And the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to a servant, Carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. Oh, no. The Shunammite woman knew that Elisha had gone to Mount Carmel and she left immediately to go after him. When she arrived, she refused to leave until Elisha came back home with her. Let's see what happens next. Erin, can you read 2 Kings 4, 32 to 34? When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up 
and lay on the child. He put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. Mm. Abigail, can you please read verses 35 to 36? He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened its eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she came in to, to him, he said, Pick up your son. Wow, what an amazing miracle God performed through Elisha. God raised the Shunammite son from the dead. God is so good. Elisha spent a lot of time with the students from the school of the prophets. As these schools were important to restoring the spirituality of Israel, let's read about one of the miracles that happened at one of these schools. Bethany, can you please read 2 Kings 4, 42 to 44. Then a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the fruits first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, give it to the people that they that they may eat. But his servant said, What? Shall I see this, see this before one hundred men? He said again, Give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. Wow, so the miracle was that a small amount of food given by a very kind man to feed a hundred hungry young men was enough to fill them with some left over. God is so good. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on what we've been reading. Erin, can you please read that for us? The work of Elisha as a prophet was in some respects very different from that of Elijah. To Elijah had been committed message, messages from, of condemnation and judgment. His was the voice of fearless reproof calling king and people to turn from their evil ways. Elisha's was more of a peaceful mission. His was to build up and strengthen the work that Elijah had begun, to teach the people the way of the Lord. Thanks, Aaron. So Elisha was a very kind and faithful man whose ministry was one of healing and teaching. Even though Elisha's ministry was very different to Elijah's, God used both of them in a very, very powerful way to bring reformation to Israel. Let's look at our memory verse in Ephesians 4.32 and we'll read that together. And for the boys and girls at home, Ephesians is in the New Testament. You all ready? And be, be kind, kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's a good verse to finish up on as it sums up our study today. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we've studied today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind-the-scenes photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. 
Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Auntie Nat, what are we going to study about next week? Yes, next Sabbath we're going to study about a very faithful girl who shared how great her God was. Come back next week to find out all about it. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our study today? Yes, let's say it all together, children. Ephesians 4.32 And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. That's a good memory verse to remember. Bethany, what did you learn about the King today? That God wants us to talk with him through prayer. He does. He loves to hear from us. We can come to him anywhere and anytime and talk to him through prayer. Aunty Cecily, shall we sing our goodbye song? Yes. Would you like to turn around so we can sing to the boys and girls at home? Bible is about the 12 spies and how Caleb and Joshua stood up in front of everybody. My favourite story in the Bible is Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus because he's the saviour of the world. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.